Colossians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and has made known us your love in the Spirit. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything, he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is the church, of which I became a minister, according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom 
that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. End of reading. We're starting the book of Colossians. And as usual, Paul starts with introducing himself and then also addressing the the audience. And sometimes he has commendations about the audience. Sometimes he has condemnations about the audience, the people who are receiving the letter. But in this case, he has uh, really good really edifying thing. I mean, everything he says is edifying in his letters, but he has really, um, really positive things to say about this, this church to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae. Um, he says, when we pray, f we have, we always thank God when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. So this is a faithful group. Paul says he always thanks God for them. And, and one of the things about them is that they have love for all the saints. And he also describes their um, basically speedy acceptance of what they heard, that they were readily available and willing and uh, responsive to the gospel, it says here. Uh, the gospel which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it always does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. So they heard it and understood it. And, uh, of course, they have believed it. The, the word, the gospel, is bearing fruit and increasing in them. Uh, there's also something pretty cool about that phrase I just said. It says, the word of truth, the gospel, has come to you. Indeed, in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. That phrase, in the whole world, the gospel is bearing fruit and increasing. Uh, and, you know, if you think about it, where Christianity started and where it is now, uh, I mean, where I'm recording this, I'm in... Miami, Florida, miles and miles away from where Christianity began, thousands of years after this this faith was established, and uh, you know that it came through through the, the people of Israel, the Jewish people. Um, the gospel is bearing fruit and increasing in the whole world. That hasn't stopped. It's it still is bearing fruit and increasing in the whole world. Um, so that's something really inspiring at the beginning there. Then we have Paul describing what Christ has really done here. Um, but before he goes into that, he does talk about some more about this church in Colossae. He says in verse 9, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's That's pretty important in terms of uh, all that he wants these people in Colossae to, to receive from this letter, asking that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. That is so 
central to uh, Paul's ministry in practice. And uh, we're going to see later that that's consistent with Jesus's own ministry, which it says uh, here. I'll just go ahead and read the verse. Verse 22. Uh, you, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death. Here it is. In order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. That's what Jesus is doing. He, that's what he wants to do. He wants to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before himself. And so Paul also says in verse 29, for this I toil that we may present everyone mature in Christ. That's what he's going for too. So there's a consistency with what Jesus set out to do from eternity past, or I should say, you know, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit set out to do in eternity past. And this is also what Paul is setting out to do. Why should our ministry goals be any different than those that are God's ministry goals? Uh, so for that, we should toil. Uh, but anyway, back to back to uh, where I was at in verse 9. Uh, we, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I mean, he just keeps going. He just keeps going about, you know, bearing fruit, bearing fruit and increasing. That's repeated many times, even just in this chapter. Um, so that's really central to what Paul desires for all the people that he that he ministers to. Then he goes into showing the great lengths that Jesus went to to pursue that goal. It's it's first his goal. And then when he assigns us and ordains us for ministry, uh, he gives us the same the same objectives. But from Jesus' own life, it shows us that that's what he has always desired for his people. It says here, uh, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness, this is verse 13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So that's part of that. That's part of that transfer, or it says in verse 12, the father has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So that's, you know, that's where we start. God has qualified us. He has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son from the domain of darkness. Uh, and uh, in him we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. So he laid that foundation and is now also building on that foundation, bearing fruit and increasing uh, and bringing us to full maturity so that at the end he may present us blameless and above reproach before him. So it talks about Jesus being that this is all his, his birthright. This is all his... Uh, this all belongs to him and in everything he's preeminent, which means that all the universe by God's will is, is moving towards this objective that he has and everything Christ is preeminent. And so his objectives are, are preeminent, his will for the universe and his will for, for us being part of that will is, uh, is perfection and glory. Uh, you know, hence the phrase, that uh 
that pop would would repeat to us so often when we were younger christ in you the hope of glory um i mean there's so much more to say so i don't want to go on uh forever in this in this recording but the key here is to keep in mind the objectives of this life in christ christ himself is seeking to present us holy and blameless and above reproach before him paul in his own ministry struggled with all his energy that god powerfully worked within him to to proclaim jesus to warn everyone to teach everyone with all wisdom that we that he may present everyone mature in christ and so that's what we need to continue toward and press on toward verse 23 it says jesus has now reconciled us and his body of flesh in order to present us holy and blameless and above reproach before him sorry Verse 23, if indeed, so we're presented blameless and holy and above reproach before him, if indeed we continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven. So um, we know what God's goals are for for us, for saving us, to, to present us complete and mature and glorious in him. That's what Paul strived for. That's what we should strive for uh, individually, but also, you know, in our ministries, that's what we should desire for those underneath our influence or underneath our authority or whatever capacity it may be. So it's a really good chapter to keep in mind um, what what God's goal is to present us holy and blameless and above reproach for him. And this is all accomplished because of what Christ has done and continues to do in us and through us.